Welcome to the Association of Applied and Therapeutic Humor podcast, LaughBox. We have multiple hosts and multiple guests and multiple ways to think out of the box using humor. LaughBox is a production of the Association for Applied and Therapeutic Humor. Visit us online at www.aath.org. Follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or LinkedIn. Music by Gary Rubio. For more information, www.garyrubiomusic.com. Join us for episode 105 with Jim Bob Williams, KDB, and a special return guest, Frank Chindamo of Laugh MD. Yay! Welcome to Laugh Box, the official podcast of the Association for Applied and Therapeutic Humor. I'm Jim Bob Williams. And I'm KDB. Our guest is Professor Frank Chindamo of Laugh MD. This is Frank's second appearance on Laugh Box. He appeared in the Chip Lutz before. But a lot has happened in the world of LaughMD, hasn't it, Frank? Oh my gosh, it has. Yes, we've been able to split the atom now. So clean fusion is finally possible thanks to laughter. Awesome. Can you tell us more? Okay. In addition to that solving the budget crisis and of course perfecting peace in the Middle East, we are using laughter as medicine. And since we last met, we just have this idea that if laughter is the best medicine, why not use it as medicine? Hello. Right? Ding, 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 yes. And because we interviewed you at the conference, mm -hmm. some people have some details already. And But just in case they didn't hear the first podcast and the conference podcast, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you're doing? Absolutely. So I was a, a filmmaker for comedy films for HBO and Showtime. Mm -hmm. I then went on to be the guy that started putting movies on cell phones way back at the very beginning of that. It was a big deal then. It got me on the front page of the LA Times, a cover story in Forbes magazine, Wired magazine, all that stuff. Now it's something your two-year-old niece can do. But at the time, a big deal, right? And so then I get asked to teach about this at schools like USC and UCLA about movies and cell phones and all that sort of thing. But at the same time, First, my dad, then years later, my stepdad, and then my youngest brother all passed away in hospitals. So I would look at what was on the TVs at the hospital, and it would be literally, and not kidding, beheadings, hate speech, violence, politics, which encompasses all the previous things. And literally on Dr. Phil, this is the last straw for me, literally you saw somebody shooting up on heroin, the needle going into her arm at 10 o'clock in the morning on a hospital television. Does that promote healing? No. No, it does not. It promotes stress and anxiety, which you have plenty of when you're at the hospital. It's literally a life and death situation. So your adrenaline is high, your cortisol is high. We want to do things that'll bring that down. We want to increase endorphins and serotonin and dopamine. Yes, yeah. and, and more. Yes. So I decided to give the hospitals the library of content that I had produced for these networks. And they started playing them on the TV sets at Kaiser Permanente, at Cedar sinai Everybody loved it. It was a colossal money loser for me because it was very expensive to broadcast a TV network out of your pocket. So we converted yes. it to an app. Oh, thank you. Yes. And we turned it into an app and the app is now being used at places like A.T. Stowe University at their pain management clinic. It's being used at USC Norris Cancer Hospital and it's being used at C-Care Cancer Care Clinics in Southern California. 
and Jim Bob has it in his hand. Yes. I do too. I'm just not that fast. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I have it in my hand and I want to report that it's a wonderful tool. Okay. Oh. Yeah. All right. So I go to a my, I go to my oncologist's office and I'm sitting there and they didn't have the news networks and daytime shouting shows. They had a boring, boring bunch of basically public service announcements going through that, reminding people that, hey, you're overweight and you drink too much and you need to stop smoking. You know that. But somebody put in a clip of puppies play. Okay. Thank goodness. The mood in the waiting room changed because when I was in the waiting room, everybody's kind of looking at their phones or newspapers or trying not to look at the, the dreadful stuff on the TV in the waiting room. When the puppies came on, everybody's engaged. Everybody's laughing. You want to see more puppies? <laughs> okay. You want, to see, you want to see dogs failing at being dogs? Here it is. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. We have all that, not to mention SNL. We have Seinfeld. We've got the Jeffersons. We've got a very wide range of content. We have 6,000 videos now, and we're scaling up to 30,000 videos. Wow. And something very special happened while you were in Mesa. Is that correct? Yes, that's right. I won. I won. My company, LaughMD, won this award here, the Wild About Humor Award. Congratulations. That's part of why you're with us today, Frank. We want to celebrate your award. Yeah, thanks. I'm also now officially a certified humor professional. And you're a CHP. Yes. Woo -woo. yes. I love yes. how they're prominently displayed. Our audience can't see that they're prominently displayed on your shelf. Right they now. are. Yes. <clears throat> Next to my script from Ghostbusters. That's how I started in comedy was I worked on Ghostbusters Whoa. and SNL. Here, I'll show you the SNL script. Okay. My job at SNL was to be the, I was the script PA, as it was called. So I would make notes about the scripts and you can see how long ago it was. The paper is fraying, like Great. The part from the constitution is younger than this. Wow. I love it. Yeah. She's the <laughs> <laughs> Same thing on Ghostbusters. Oh, yay. Scripts to Dan Aykroyd and Bill Murray and Harold Ramis. And it was always... Every morning, I would have the stockings scared off of me because Dan Aykroyd would look at his script and go, oh, yes, yes, that looks right, yes, yes. And then Harold Ramis would get his script and go, yeah, that looks free, that's good, yeah. And then Rick Moranis would go, oh, yeah, that looks good, yeah, that's really good. And then Bill Murray, who I cannot imitate, would take the script and go, what is this? I didn't ask, I'm not going to say, it. this is crap, get this out of here. And he would pretend to rip it up and I would quake in my boots and he would say, I'm just kidding, kid. Don't worry about it. <laughs> All the different personalities and the way they deal with their day yeah. on the set. But he was also the nicest guy and he remembered everybody's names. Wow. I love oh. that. Yeah. Yes. I There are rumors that he's hard to work with or was hard to work with, but there are also rumors that he shows up in places and entertains or just is. Yeah, he does so, that. Yeah, he does that. Yep. Not hard to work with at all. He's a delight to work with. The thing is he clowns around too much. Oh, oh darn. 
Yeah. We hate that fun on the set. <laughs> Who wants that from a comedy story? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Frank, back to you. Something else happened while you were in Mesa or near Mesa before the conference. That is true. I lost my virginity. Oh, you did. <laughs> I thought it was something about a bunch of iPads. Oh, that's also, yeah. <laughs> and it's okay. I found my virginity. It was under the oh, couch. Thank yeah. goodness. Yeah. <laughs> you still have it? <laughs> oh, yes. I'm wearing it on my lapel here. Oh, okay. Oh, there <laughs> it is. <laughs> so we started the fifth study. So LaughMD, with all its little comedy videos, also does something quite useful, which is to gather data from either healthcare patients or uh, healthcare providers. And so at our first study at USC, the Institute for Genetic Medicine, healthcare providers there were 94% less stressed after an hour of comedy. Wow. Imagine that. An hour. <laughs> so we did a test at Chapman University, where I was also teaching. And in three minutes, healthcare providers were 13% less stressed. Three minutes. Yep. Three minutes. Wow. What can de-stress you in three minutes? Comedy. Comedy, yes. And other things that we're not allowed to talk about on the radio. That's, yes, yeah. um, yes. We'll skip yeah. that. You mean your virginity? <laughs> <laughs> I asked you not to talk about that. Oh, shoot. <laughs> so you, you had a chance to get 50 iPads, is that right? Yes. So thanks to the good folks at Achille Health in Boston, who have a beautiful app that helps remedy and alleviate ADHD, they used iPads for their digital therapeutic and they were done with them. And so they've loaned them to us. We're super grateful. And we were able to bring many of them to AT Still University for our fifth study, and there it's going to be a published study, thanks to the efforts of Dr. Joshua Cohen and his dad, Dr. Joseph Cohen. Very nice. All right. Yes. The study is being headed up by Ann Spolarich, who is head of research there at A.T. Stowe University. And we're going for 35 test subjects. And so if you live in the Arizona area, if you live near Mesa, Arizona, please go in and participate in the study. And you may win a free iPad. Very nice. Okay. And how does one participate in the study? What's that like? You would just reach out to info at laughmd.com and I'll point you there. Okay. And then and are you sitting in a hospital bed watching and saying I'm happy or I'm cranky and then I'm going to watch a video and then how do I feel? Is that what the study's like? Yes to all except the hospital bed. You'll be doing it from wherever you are because it's going to be on your phone or on a portable iPad that we give you. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. And okay, it's for yeah. people, it's primarily for people with chronic pain. Right. Okay. Yes. Part of the effectiveness of LeftMD is that you've curated the videos. You've yes. taken your, it's all stuff that's, you know, to lack of a better term, family friendly, can be shared in a public place there. Hopefully it's not going to trigger that. How do you, so what was your process in curating? How do you decide what goes in? Well, different things are funny to different people. So the first thing we do is we segregate the comedy into the type of humor it is. So it might be sketch comedy like an SNL. It might be sitcoms like Seinfeld or the Jeffersons. It's There's a category called funny animal humor, funny baby humor, 
Funny babies are hilarious. There's no language to them. Everybody laughs and smiles when you see the babies or puppies, right? It's instinctual. That's great. It's only good for a few seconds, though, and it doesn't have a story to it. So that's why we have longer format stuff. We've got vlogs. We've got inspirational stuff. We have different categories of humor. The second thing that we did was I went and I also taught at Emerson College here in Los Angeles and helped create their comedy major. So I went back to Emerson and asked for some of the recent comedy majors and Tyler Cavanaugh Lynch and Rocco Polanco and Zoe Whitaker. They curate the comedy, A, to find out if it's funny, B, to make sure there's no negativity to it because negative humor and positive humor have two very different effects on the brain. What are they? So... Negative humor doesn't have the same palliative effect. Positive humor will raise your endorphins, your serotonin, and your dopamine. And it does that because there are things like familiarity. Oh, that's happened to me. Oh, I'm just like that character. Oh, that triggers a sympathetic response in me because I like babies, like puppies, things like that. So that's what positive humor does for you. And according to our, our beloved Dr. Lee Burke, even the mere anticipation of humor will trigger the same responses. Yeah. And I wonder about some oxytocin coming through too, especially if you're having like a warm, fuzzy feeling from the humor. Yes. Yes. So on the next phase of our business will be that You'll be watching the app and then Katie will come to your house and hug you. Yes, I will. I'd be happy to do that. <laughs> Make some hot cocoa. Yes. And we'll have marshmallows. Yes. And so where do you go from here? I'm wondering if you can talk a little bit about how Robin Phoenix is fitting into your plan, if you want, and where you sure. think you'd like to go next. Robin Phoenix Johnson, a retired lieutenant commander in the U.S. Army, five tours of the Middle East, literally an American hero, somebody who was suffering from PTSD and turned to comedy to relieve her PTSD. She found that not only did it work, but because she is the queen of everything, that I bet I could do comedy too. So she becomes a very successful comedian, voted the number one comedian in Charleston, South Carolina. Wow. And then said, I bet I can get other people to do this too, and gets a whole team of veterans, which is now called the Best, Best Medicine, Medicine Brigade. Brigade. Yes. Best Medicine Brigade. Say that three times fast. And so they're doing a national tour. We're helping her with her show here in Los Angeles. And she started a program called Heal Arius, Hilarious, Heal, H-E-A-L. And she does that for veterans live in South Carolina, but now she's starting it on Zoom. I'm going to be one of her counselors for that. And then she's going to be using the app as between sessions, a way to de-stress and a way to increase your humor oh, quotient. Yeah. Great. Yes, great. I was wondering how the app fits in. And how you had created the partnership. I also sat in on one of her, her session to teach facilitators. Ah. And that was very nice. That was on Saturday. Yeah, I was there too. 
You were at yeah. a different, you might've been at, I was at one, I was in New York and I was there and I didn't see you, but. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it was, it was a technical snafu, but yes, I was there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yay. Cool. Yeah. So you're getting involved with vets. You're getting involved with chronic pain. You've already been doing this. You're seeing results. You're doing more studies. What do you want to see in the end? So I'd like to expand our presence at USC. I'd like to expand our presence at UCLA. We're still working out the delivery there. And to just put this into as many hospitals, dialysis clinics, uh, cancer facilities, especially when you're receiving a transfusion mm -hmm. and drug and alcohol recovery. Those are the top four for us. And then eventually into homes for the, for the aging. Brilliant. It will trigger good memories. And obviously the content is different for every milieu, right? Yes. But I think for older folks, this is going to be a real joy. Amazing. Yeah. And okay. one more question, Frank, how are you doing all of this? Aren't you teaching full-time? Yes. I do have another company that I'm CEO of. So you know, I don't know. Elon Musk can run Twitter and SpaceX and Tesla. So do you sleep? Yes. Oh, yes. Quite oh, well. Which is yeah. why you still have your virginity. <laughs> <laughs> why I should be doing other things in bed. What? <laughs> yeah. The fact that we did a study at USC where we discovered that 91% of the patients with pain said that we alleviated their, alleviated their pain. That's better than aspirin. Yeah. Wow. Yes. Wow. 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 Yeah. And no side effects like internal bleeding. Yeah. That's right. Yes. No side effects. Unless you have a broken rib, really, laughter is the best medicine. So yeah. laugh, empty, mm -hmm. is better than aspirin. It is. Actually, based on that one, no, I should say there are two studies that showed it because when we did the study at Seacare, literally 100% of the patients who were experiencing pain during their infusions was said that we helped alleviate their pain. And then we asked them by how much, like what were your pain levels before and after? And in that study, it was about half. So we cut your pain in half. So in an era of telemedicine, the new advice will be take two videos and call me in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. So tell us about LeftMD recovery. So when you go into a recovery treatment center, they're generally speaking of quite expensive yeah. and you, you get your computer, your iPad, your phone, all that stuff gets taken from you so that you can to reach out to your drug dealer or the person who's triggering you to take drugs or any of those things. So you are entering the facility addicted to drugs or alcohol and all of us addicted to tapping on a bright screen right we're all addicted to that if you're watching this or listening to it you're probably doing it right now so imagine if both of those are taken away from you at the same time how horrible that would be i think it would be easier for me to get off of heroin than my iphone right yeah. So if we can give you an iPad, which we do, that is a placebo that still allows you to tap on a bright screen, but it supplies you with not terrible things or terrible news or connection to triggers. It supplies you with good things that raise your endorphins, your serotonin, and your dopamine. Why do you think they call it dope? 
that's what they're chasing, right? Yep, yep, that's right. So that's how we help there. Yeah. Brilliant, brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, I wish I wish my son had access to LifeMD when he was in rehab. He completed mm -hmm. 11 months out of a 12-month program, but relapsed. Oh. So anyway, I'm, okay, now that I brought the mood down, let me bring it back up here because I found some profound words of wisdom from Greg Eisenberg. He said that breaking your addiction to repetitive habits requires daily practice. Yes. So AT still, the survey requires you to watch, I think, 15 or 20 minutes of comedy a day. Mm -hmm. say, say that one more time. In the study, AT still University, the subjects are required to watch the comedy for at least 15 to 20 minutes a day. To get the mm -hmm. results? Yep, okay. yep. And that actually is the magic number because, again, quoting Lee Burke here, he did a study where they had 48 patients who had heart attacks. 24 of them watched half an hour of comedy a day. 24 of them did not. Of those who did watch comedy, two of them had a second heart attack, two out of the 24. Of those who did not watch comedy, 10 of them had a second heart attack. Wow. Okay. So 80% reduction from the control group. Wow. Thank you, Mr. Science. <laughs> <laughs> Engineering background coming in there. <laughs> <But anyway. laughs> Where do you want to go from here, Frank? Disneyland. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and Disney World, thank you. So from here, a couple of things are going to happen. Number one is, obviously, you can always be improving the app, adding more comedy videos to it, and certainly expanding our footprint. The more people in healthcare who can help us get into places, the better. Case in point, the lovely and talented Mary Laskin, who works at Kaiser Permanente in San Diego, has been tugging on the sleeves of everyone there to say, hey, we should have some humor in here. We should do some funny stuff. And sure, <clears throat> they've had humorous speakers, but that's a temporary effect. So she told them about LaughND, and literally just before this phone call, I was just talking with the nursing team at Kaiser Permanente. <gasps> Congratulations. Thanks to Mary Laskin. Wow, oh that's God. amazing. Yep. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. So trying to expand the footprint, as I said, as far as the technology goes, there are three things that we can do. One of them is that if you can imagine putting this into a VR headset, right? Mm -hmm. And in the headset, you can be in a movie theater or at a comedy club, and it becomes a very different experience. The memories are stored on your hippocampus, and you become immersed, as they say, immersive entertainment, and it has a much more powerful effect on you, mm -hmm. especially personal connection. You're sitting with somebody. You are seven times more likely to laugh at something if you're with somebody, if you're sharing the experience. Right. Yes. And if the crowd is laughing, that's why they have laugh tracks, right? Because the yep. crowd laughing helps yep. us laugh more. Yes. When I used to run comedy clubs, here's a little trick for you. People close enough together so that they're a little uncomfortable, number one. And number two, you make it cold in there so that you're already oh. bad and it's easier to laugh when you're cold. It's harder to laugh when you're hot. Interesting. Oh, true. Huh. Good point. Yeah, that's interesting. So, if you ever watch Stephen Colbert on his show, and if, when you watch Stephen Colbert, 
the uh, guests will often say, my God, it's freezing in here. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Very nice. Interesting. Yes. And do you want to get into VA hospitals? We want to get into VA hospitals. We want to help our veterans. Our veterans need it the most of anyone in this country. I would say first veterans, second healthcare providers, and third patients. Yeah. That's the deployment that we'd most like to see. The rate of veteran suicide is ridiculous. And 22, 22 a day. Oh, thank you. Yeah. It's not something that should be happening. We should be doing better at that. With addiction, we've opioids have killed more Americans than Hitler did. So we want to help with the opioid crisis. And again, we're helping you with dopamine. So this is a free and legal and highly effective way to, to change that. We're also going to be doing things. There's a company called Bina, B-I-N-A-H in Israel, that we are going to be partnering with to provide facial recognition so that you can determine people's vitals while they're watching the video. Good grief. Excellent. Phone. Check this out. So if you were to see here, there's the use of VR that we talked about. There's also wearables. The next iteration of the app will be integrated with wearables like an Apple Watch so we can see your heart rate going down in real time. So mm -hmm. we can see your blood pressure being made better in real time. We can see things like that, right? Blood oxygenation. And then with facial recognition, there is many different health markers that can be told, but it only works if you're staring at the screen for about a minute or two. Just what you're doing when you're watching a video. So there you go. And your pupils dilating or not, some of those f pieces of feedback are become important as right? Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. So that's the roadmap to the future of what we'll be doing. And I'm super excited about it. Obviously, we'll be using chat okay, GPT and things like that. But there you just saw the Surgeon General of the state of California endorsed mm -hmm. it. said, we should start this right now. <gasps> Excellent. Right. Very nice. I love and then it. My dear girlfriend, Tasha Hinchliffe, was at a Yale reunion where she met with our Surgeon General, Vivek Murthy, who said, this sounds great. I didn't know about this. This is fantastic. So, Excellent. Oh, yeah. I'm so glad to hear that. That's amazing. Your Surgeon General and mine. Yes. Yeah. Brilliant. Wow. <clears throat> wow. You are so, like a freight train going towards better health and happiness. You're going to put comedy clubs out of business because people are going to be going to their doctors so that they can get a prescription for LefMD. That would be great. No, we're a supplement too. We're what you do between comedy clubs. Okay. Yes. So the other thing I'm thinking, I'm selling all my stock in uh, blood pressure monitors because if people are just going to be looking at screens, boom, no more cuffs, no more. Yep. There is going to be, there, there is going to come a time where that may be possible. And if oh, we're looking amazing. at wearables, how come we're not looking at noses? There should be a nose, a nose that you put on and gets all your vitals and tells the state of your humor awareness. And that could help set what videos you look at. Yeah. Oh, yeah. AI is going to help with that. AI is definitely going to help with that, with a recommendation engine, with the selection of content, things like that. So when we get to the point where AI can recognize a video, then when we get to the point where AI can recognize a video and the content of the video, then that's going to assist in content, not just selection, but possibly even creation. 
Oh, yeah. What if comedy videos were created specifically to mark, this is where we want your blood pressure to go down. Mark, this is where we want your pupils to dilate. Mark, this is where we want your heart rate to change. In the future, that's possible. In the not too distant future. Yes. And my brother did a, he's, he got a master's in psychobiology. And oh. a lot of what he was doing was in biofeedback. And what uh -huh. you're doing is biofeedback. It's just not the Zen master reducing his heart rate. It's the comedy master giving us the opportunity to reduce our heart rate. I am taking you on the road. You are the new advertisement for Laughing Kitty B. <laughs> okay. Oh, darn. <laughs> yeah. You've got the wheels. I do. I'm ready to go. Yeah, I'm all over. I've done coast to coast in just over a year. Sweet. And I'm a little tired, I will say. Oh, well, don't but, drive uh, when you're tired. And this is, so this is about AATH. Let me ask a question. Yes. Okay. How did the experience of getting a CHP, how did that affect your, how did that affect LAFMD? I think you see I'm wearing my certified humor professional button. Yeah. So that, that adds a modicum of credibility to this experience adds credibility my background at snl places like that adds credibility it's all they're all just kind of bricks in the wall yeah. and, and is that an emmy behind you i don't have an emmy i have a couple of cine golden eagles i've got there was the the gsm world congress the mobile world congress oh uh, nice best mobile film there there's a finalist for best best short film at Cannes. Mm -hmm. Festival, very uh, nice mobile entertainment forum award i've got two telly awards for television as well very nice very nice yeah. and yeah. i and tell us you're in los angeles and you have been a writer is that correct oh yeah no all the comedy films that i produced i also co-wrote so are you a member of wga of the writers guild of america I never got to that level. I'm a member of the Producers Guild. Okay. Uh, the, I should say the Television Guild. I did yeah. the website. I worked on the website for Writers Guild of America West. Really? Back in the day. Yeah. That's impressive. I helped them out. But huh? AI, how do you feel about writing, producing, AI, what's happening? I'll tell you from the point of a producer, and the money who controls it, unfortunately or fortunately, and I'll tell you from the point of view of a writer. So if I say to ChatGPT right now, write me a funny poem about Jim Bob Williams, it will find stuff about Jim Bob Williams and it will put together stuff that may or may not be funny. If I said, write me a hundred poems about Jim Bob Williams, it will write me a hundred poems in a matter of seconds, right? Yeah. Will any of them be funny? Can ChatGPT tell what's funny or not? No, it can't. Only a human being can do that. So from the point of view of a producer, it'll be great to have all this additional material. Write me 10 jokes about George Santos doing drag in Brazil. It'll write those jokes. Only a human will be able to curate that content, reword it, and shape it. So the job of the writer is going to change from sometimes from creator to curator 
but you still need those humans. You still need people with talent. Uh, you still need the people who know what a good story is. And that's never going to change. You still need Joy Saltman and you to tell us that <laughs> humor is not universal. That's right. Yes, this <laughs> is way funnier than I am by far. <clears throat> Jim Bob. So, Frank, tell us, what does humor mean to you on Thursday? I mean, you know, you're going through life's up and ups and downs. How do you use humor? On Thursdays, I will tell you that an episode of Dave on Hulu is going to be, has been, or it gets released. And I love that show. It's just called Dave. And okay. It's and it's hilarious. He's hilarious. He's a white rapper and has all the awkwardness that a white rapper would have. Okay. It's a guy named Dave Bird. On Thursdays, that used to be must-see TV night for Seinfeld and Friends, things like that, right? So that's a good one for Thursdays. And for those of you in the comedy business, Thursdays is the night that people in the comedy business go out. Never oh. Friday or Saturday, because that's bridge and tunnel night. And that's when the clubs make their money. And so you can't comp anybody on a Friday or Saturday. But if you want to get comped, you go on a Thursday. Oh, good to know. Yeah. And, and how is your sense of humor on an average regular day like a Thursday? Uh, my sense of humor in my mind is just absolutely hilarious, but I'm alone in that thought. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the only one that finds me this funny. <clears throat> but you have some good jokes. I've heard your stand up. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah, no, I do have a couple of good ones here and there. Yeah. Will I tell one now? Absolutely not. No okay. way. Oh, I don't want to say anything too funny in front of Jim Bob. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> what could go wrong? Nothing. <laughs> well, when Jim Bob smiles, his mustache takes over the entire screen. And so I'm afraid that it'll take over all of West Virginia. <laughs> That's part of my plan. So. <laughs> so do you have any retirement plans ever? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. When I retire, I'm going to do this thing. I've heard people really enjoy it. It's called reading a book. Oh, wow. Try that. Yes. Body surfing. Um, <gasps> yes. Web surfing and uh, hanging out with my dog here. Who's your and dog? Kelly, come here. come here. Kelly will be the first dog ever to be on LaughBox. Oh, we will describe Kelly to the one, folks who can't one, quite two, see. Is Kelly a female, I'm guessing? Kelly is a male who was found on the side of the freeway with a, with a filet of fish sandwich in his mouth. With a filet of fish? Sandwich in his mouth, yeah. Oh. He was going to get hit by a car. <gasps> oh, beautiful. He's gorgeous. Whoa. He looks a little bit like a mix between a terrier and a, maybe a red golden retriever. He is a Saluki. A Ooh. Saluki. I've never heard of him. Uh, he's a purebred Saluki. Wow. He rescued a Saluki yeah. from the freeway. That's amazing. While I'm driving, I'm either listening to Conan O'Brien Needs a Fan 
Oh, yeah. Which I love his podcast. Yes. Or Travels with Charlie Now is my new John Steinbeck uh, book to listen to. Okay. Which I hear it's excellent and yeah. great for people on the road. So long as he was referring to that Steinbeck novel, because if he was referring to The Grapes of Wrath, where there's that scene where the car is loading down with all their suitcases and all that sort of thing. Maybe you don't want to be associated with that. Probably. No, yeah. I like the idea of traveling around and meeting people and very few of them he didn't like, I heard. <laughs> uh, meet me. It wasn't, what? It wasn't you. I said he didn't meet me. No, so. he didn't because of course he would just absolutely adore the Frank Chandamo naturally. Because who would oh. I put the odds at about 50-50 on that. <laughs> <laughs> so, Frank, you got four minutes. Give us like one minute. I'm gonna, oh, I'm gonna count. I'm gonna count them all the seconds. Yeah. <laughs> all the seconds. Uh huh. Last things you would like AATH and the general public to know about LaughMD. I would love it if anybody in the Arizona area can contact info at LaughMD and let us know if they can join that study because you have to physically go into A.T. Still University, but you get two doctor visits out of it. So that's good. And you can win a free iPad. As well. All right. Okay. <laughs> and then if you're in the healthcare professions, please tell your doctor, tell your nurse, tell your people about LaughMD because it is absolutely palliative. It's wonderful. It assists in so many good things. And at the same time, it's virtually free. There's no reason not to do it. And can I throw out, too, that if you're with the American Legion or VA hospitals, to yeah. also reach out to you yes, so that we can really help the vets? That's what we want to do. That's what we want to do. Yeah. Great. And do you have any events coming up? Do you want to talk about your social Let's see the events that are coming up. I'll be feeding Kelly dinner at six. Oh, <laughs> oh he's oh. so lucky. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good. You have a captive audience. Great. <laughs> I know. It's so fantastic. No, I don't think we have any big events coming up that I can think of. I'll be at VidCon in Anaheim. And then there's a, oh, there's a generator healthcare conference in Birmingham, Alabama. In August. So if you're in Birmingham, let me know. All right. We'll have, we'll have some barbecue. Okay. And do you have social media links or anything? We do. We're not terribly great at it, but Facebook is the best social media link for us. It's LaughMD on Facebook. Okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. But the website is the best thing to go to because you can see the videos. You can see all the best information there. That's at LaughMD, L-A-U-G-H-M-D.com. Great. Do you plan any webinars outreach? No, I'm relying entirely on you, Jim. Good. No, <laughs> no pressure, babe. <laughs> I think you should do one. That's what I'm saying. That's all. <laughs> okay. <laughs> My yeah. webinars usually have an audience of one. They're called a phone call, really, frankly. Yeah. Wait, is it just one person all by themselves on a webinar? That's not... Very. Yeah, that's usually the case. Yeah. Oh. Like, it's really just a phone call. That sounds very to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> to me and the other poor schmuck who was 
okay. trick doing it. Yeah. Yeah, because okay. I was just checking. Because calling yourself, that's yeah. it's just not that exciting. No, exactly. And why do you use up your minutes? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, in fact, an audience of two. This is the largest audience I think I've ever had. So thank both of you. Wow. Wow. <laughs> okay. I need. Okay. I'm sorry. You've got my idea hamster running. Okay. Cool. Okay. Good. Oh. He has a very quick idea hamster. Go. Okay. Are part of a group, uh, ASPI, Active Surveillance Patients International. They do webinars about once a month on a topic related to prostate care and active surveillance of prostate patients. So I'm when they do a, a webinar, they get about 20 to 30 people. Oh, great. Do you think you'd be interested in talking to them? Provided I don't have to actually check their prostates, yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Okay. I mean, a couple, sure, but not all 30 of them. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's, yeah, no. it's, it's so awkward with telehealth, though. And then you got to clean off your smartphone. Oh. It's awful. Yeah. But anyway, I digress. <laughs> okay. Somehow it was undoubtedly going to happen that we ended up somewhere that we're going <laughs> to, we shouldn't be. Yeah. By the time this podcast is edited, it'll be seven minutes. It's going to be wonderful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You got everything that was terrible and dirty and filthy and disgusting. And, and well, we'll, but we'll oh. save those highlight reels for the next conference. Right, exactly. exactly. Yeah, we'll the have podcast. a blooper reel. We'll have a blooper reel. <laughs> the podcast is to me. Hello and welcome to our show. Good night and thank you. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Frank, I know your time is limited. I know you have somewhere to be. So I just want to say thank you very much. And it's a pleasure hearing your progress and, and how amazing this project is going. Thank you very much. Thank you to everybody at ATH, especially our new president, Roberta Gold, mm -hmm. and to all the other delicious folks there. As you mentioned, Joyce, I, it's too numerous to name all the wonderful people there. Yeah. Paul Ostencup for being a really funny stand-up comic. We're going to be putting his content on. Oh, good. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's going. It's, on the, it's in the queue. And just really thank you. Gosh, Mary Laskin got us in at, fingers crossed, at Kaiser Permanente in San Diego. So that's huge. And by the way, if you do that, you get a very generous finder's fee. And we make a donation to AETH. Wonderful. Yeah. Oh, good to know. Yeah. Is everybody hearing that? Finder's fee. Yay, money. Okay. And just... okay. Everybody out there in AATH land. <laughs> Yes. If you're working with a hospital, if you work especially or VA Veterans Clinic Recovery Center that might benefit from the use of LaughMD, get a hold of Frank. Yep. That's right. Info yep. at LaughMD.com. And I will be meeting with American Legion folks in Michigan, like I said. I'm just not there Ooh, yet. And right. national contacts, and I'll bring it up, and and we'll see what happens. Again, I know your time is limited. Thank you very much, Frank. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for meeting with us. Thank you so much, Katie B and Jim Bob. I am your biggest fan. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> All right. Thank, Thank you. you. Take care. Take care. All right. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us for episode 105 with Frank Chindamo, Jim Bob Williams, and Katie B. Thank you very much.
Even Laugh Box, brought to you by the Association of Applied and Therapeutic Humor. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Laugh Box is a production of the Association for Applied and Therapeutic Humor. Visit us online at www.aath.org. Follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or LinkedIn. Music by Gary Rubio. For more information, www.garyrubiomusic.com. And we'll see you next time.